Tomorrow is the third Sunday of Advent and the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, a huge feast for Latin Americans. This feast day was always a big one in my life as my parish in Panama was Our Lady of Guadalupe. I grew very familiar to the life-size statue of the Lady from Heaven with a cloak decorated with stars and standing over a half moon. Our church also had a huge stained glass window of Juan Diego collecting the flowers, which were a miracle in winter. But let me back up. It's the year 1531, and a lady from heaven appeared to a peasant by the name of Juan Diego, just outside Mexico City. She said to him, Know for certain that I am the perfect and perpetual Virgin Mary, mother of the true God, and instructed him to have the bishop build a church on the site. Juan Diego was not too sure about this, and Mary said to him, Don't be afraid. Am I not here? Am I not your mother? As proof of her apparition, she left an image of herself imprinted miraculously on his tilma, a poor quality cactus cloth which should have deteriorated in 20 years and shows no sign of decay almost 500 years later and still defies all scientific explanations of its origin. This event was the defining moment for Catholicism in Mexico and in Latin America. In less than 20 years, some 9 million Mexicans were converted to Christianity. Guadalupe is also the most popular Marian shrine in the world, with an estimated 10 million pilgrims visiting the Basilica each year. And it is also the most visited Catholic church in the world next to the Vatican. That's pretty cool. Guadalupe is also cool because Mary appeared to a native peasant, Juan Diego. She appeared to him looking very much like a native peasant herself, speaking to him in his native language. If Mary can appear to Juan Diego and he can be raised to the altars of heaven, then all of us can. This one's for you, Juan Diego. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and sitting here with me is Krista Matrenko. Hi, Pedro. Now, Chris, we are almost, it's a, almost the third week of Advent. Oh, no. You know what I'm going to ask you, right? I do. You don't have a, an Advent wreath yet. No, not yet. Oh. I've been waiting for the Salt and Light Radio <laughs> listeners to send <laughs> to one send in. send you one? I know. I don't okay, know what, maybe what, next what's year. happening. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to ask you again next week just to see. Okay, anyway, whatever. Advent's not your thing. So, news. News. What are some of our news headlines today? Well, Advent is my <laughs> thing, Pedro, but <laughs> the <laughs> for the record, but our news this week, we're going to be talking about the world's most inf- environmentally friendly country, according to the Vatican's official newspaper. Okay. And we'll let listeners think about what country that might be. Yep. And we're also going to be talking about a little bit of a feud between Canada's immigration minister and our Catholic bishops. Okay, good. So that uh, those and a couple more stories are coming up mm-hmm. in our news segment. And uh, as always, Mary Rose will, b- will be bringing us her diocesan news. We have special news from Edmonton. And now, Chris, y- do you have a smartphone? Do you use an iPhone or a BlackBerry? No, I'm waiting for my contract to expire <laughs> and then okay. eventually to bargain up to get one. Right, okay. So you don't have any no. use for apps, Mm-mm. applications, anything like that. Well, uh, you know that there's a, a whole market for Catholic applications, devotionals, that kind of thing, to help the techie Catholics. Mm. So we're going to be speaking with uh, Sister Marie-Paul Curley of the Daughters of St. Paul about some of the apps that, that the daughters themselves have developed to help people with their spiritual life. Um, so that should be interesting. And our featured artist is someone you know as well, Robert Galea. 
Yeah, I think he's wonderful. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is now Father Robert Gallia. He was ordained last May. And he also has a new album called Reach Out. So here he is um, with a title track from that new album, the song Reach Out. Little girl, why are you running away? So far from all that you know is true. What has the world done to you? You get up, only to find that you're crushed again. Beneath the weight of your loneliness, there is a way if only you would trust. Robert Galea with the title track from his new album, Reach Out. And we're going to be hearing from Robert in our second half hour. And coming up next is Lawrence with Saint of the Week. But before that, Chris is still here with our news. We've been thinking about the most green country in the world. Yeah, and you're a fairly environmentally conscious Catholic, Pedro. What, do, like you, what do you think is the world's most environmentally friendly country? If you had to know. guess. Wow, I don't know. Uh, some Scandinavian Sweden, maybe? That's a, that's a good guess. People think of Sweden, but according to the Vatican's official newspaper, it's 
the Vatican City State. Oh, oh good. Now, okay. that might seem like, like they could be a little bit biased. This is the Vatican's official newspaper, after yeah, all. Yeah, but yeah, they do have yeah. some data to back up that claim. They have all those solar panels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on Tuesday, L'Osservatore Romano reported that the Vatican has reached a record in solar energy power production per capita. At peak times, they create 200 watts per inhabitant, which is more than double the amount of Germany, who is the recognized world leader in solar power energy. Now, admittedly, there are just 800 people living in the Vatican. Yeah. Still, those solar panels atop Paul VI Hall, their, their big audience hall in the Vatican, yeah. saved close to 90 tons of oil in two years. Amazing. Now, turning to immigration, uh, in the U.S., the issue of immigration is placed to some bishops and their state governments in opposition, and we think of most famously yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Now, a similar situation is emerging here with the immigration minister, Jason Kenney. Right. Canada's bishops wrote a public letter criticizing his anti-human smuggling bill, C-49. The Bishop's Justice and Peace Commission said that that bill might contravene international and Canadian law concerning rights of refugees. Mm -hmm. They reminded Kenny that national interest in security shouldn't trump human dignity. Kennedy, uh, Kenny fired back. He said that that letter from the bishops is reflects a long tradition of ideological bureaucrats who work for the bishops' conference producing political letters signed by pastors who may not have specialized knowledge in certain areas of policy. And uh, he went on to say that the church makes the detailed application of moral principles in public policy the prudential responsibility of legislators who have technical knowledge of how to apply the principles. Hmm. So essentially, Kenny is saying that it was probably bureaucrats who wrote that letter and that they don't really, they're basically overstepping their bounds right. into the political realm uh, and that legislators really know how to apply those, those moral principles. Wow. Kenny is known to be a practicing yeah. Catholic. Uh, he wants the bishops to thank the government for taking in 20,000 refugees from Iraq, many of them Christians. Mm -hmm. Can he praised Archbishop Thomas Collins of Toronto, who has sponsored some yeah. of these refugees. Well, so there were some words of praise there. Yeah, that's an interesting. I'm curious to see if the bishops will respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, turning to China, uh, did you know, Pedro, that they right now they're having the 8th National Assembly of Catholic Representatives? Yes, I did know. Mm -hmm. It uh, began in Beijing on Tuesday. And the goal, quote, is to support patriotism and independent church principles, to resist outside forces, and unite all clergy and Catholics to walk the path of socialist society. Huh. Now, <laughs> if that doesn't sound like something the Vatican would support, well, that's because they don't. The Vatican is opposed to this meeting because they say it's really an attempt by the government to control the church. And when they say resist outside forces, well, that outside force is the it's Pope the, and yeah. the Vatican. The government of China sanctions a Catholic body called the Patriotic Association. And there's a larger underground church that is not supported by the government. Mm. The Vatican wants to reconcile these bodies and has worked with China to appoint bishops that both sides approve. But China recently appointed a bishop that the church doesn't approve of, creating a new wave of tension between China and the Vatican. By church law, he was automatically excommunicated anyway, mm -hmm. and the Vatican uh, has not approved this national assembly, the goal of which is to elect a new leader for the Patriotic Association. Reportedly, a number of bishops in communion with Rome 
went into hiding or called in sick to avoid attending this meeting, but allegedly some were taken by force by Chinese authorities, including one instance where 100 officers had to pry the bishop away from the faithful who were protecting him. And the irony, Pedro, is this National Assembly is being held at a venue called the Friendship Hotel. Very appropriate. Actually, when this story broke on Wednesday, the I heard first thing in the morning through a message that came from a friend on Facebook asking us to pray for our bishops in China. So maybe that's something that we all can join in doing. Certainly. Um, Chris Matrinko, our Salt and Light Radio news producer. If you'd like to comment on anything that you hear on this program, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. In about 10 minutes, an update from Edmonton, so stay tuned. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Our website is saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And coming up is Mary Rose with our diocesan update. But before that... Saint of the Week with Lawrence. Hey, Pedro. All right, on Tuesday, that's December 14th, we have St. John of the Cross. Okay. So some of our listeners might be familiar with him. Yes, but yes. Basically, born in the 16th century in mm-hmm. Spain. His father was noble, so of noble birth. Okay. But he decided to marry um, a poor weaver's daughter, which is pretty pretty significant yeah, yeah, yeah. because he basically... Peasant, basically. Yeah, he left his family and everything. So they were... He was poor... Um, since his birth, uh-huh. his father died at a young age, so then he was even worse off because mom didn't have a job. She had to find a job. They were homeless. Um, wow. So through, like, through his poverty and all the suffering, he really learned to trust in God. Right. When he was 21, he entered the Carmelites. Mm-hmm. Four years later, he was ordained, yep. and it was at this point when he met um, St. Teresa of Avila, uh, yeah. who was another Spanish Carmelite. Yeah. A year later, um, Teresa asked John if he would help her to reform the Carmelite order. Yeah. They wanted to bring it back to its original life of prayer and, yeah. you know, like a more Austra kind of... Um, yeah, ost- contemplation, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they, f- they formed this, I guess it was kind of like a separate um, order, but it was still part of it, but it was mm-hmm. there was definitely tension there. And um, after eight years, his own brothers kidnapped him Really? Yeah, they kidnapped him, and this was he when he was 34 years old, and they locked him in a cell six foot by ten foot, and he was actually beaten weekly, they say three times a week, publicly. His Carmelite brothers? Yeah. Kidnapped him because he started a new order with... Because... Or because he reformed the order with... Yeah, with because... St. Teresa of Some of them just weren't happy that he, really? was, he was bringing these new um, things. Like, they wouldn't... It's crazy. Wouldn't wear shoes... That. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I so didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. That's nuts. And it was um, actually in the cell where where he really got the most joy from God. Like, he really mm-hmm. learned to, mm-hmm. to trust more in God. And he actually composed his most famous poem, uh, Spiritual Canticle. Yeah. Uh, he was there for eight, for nine months. And then he escaped by, somehow he, he jimmied the... <laughs> the hinges off the door. He escaped, snuck by the guards. He was also MacGyver. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. He he went into an adjacent cell and he got out of the window and rappelled down using sheets. Okay. So like right out of the movies. Yeah, that's pretty fun. pretty ama- amazing. And he actually had no idea where he was. Right. So he had to follow a dog back to civilization, <laughs> found um a convent and hid in the infirmary. Okay. Yeah. And he uh, and they say he would 
recite his poems and his his writings to the the nuns there. Yeah, nice. So, um, so later on, uh, eventually his reform was recognized and yep. he took up leadership role and until his death. Yeah, nice. And and of course we all know that the at least two books that I know that he's familiar that he's famous for are yeah. Ascent to Mount Carmel and, and Dark Night of the Soul. Now I'm wondering right. about the Dark Night of the Soul, that those nine months in, in oh jail, yeah. that's probably where all that came from. I didn't for know that part of his story. I, I, uh, I do know uh, quite a bit of St. John and St. Teresa, um, being Spanish, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Thank you. So that's Tuesday, December 14th, Feast of St. John of the Cross. Thank you, Lawrence. Lawrence Flucot, our saint expert. Um, he's also our Salt and Light TV programming assistant, so he's going to be back in a, in a little bit with our TV programming highlights for this coming week, so don't go anywhere. Hello, this is Tony Melendez. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. God bless you. Salt and Light Radio can also be downloaded as a podcast at saltandlighttv.org slash radio, and it's also on iTunes, so check it out. In the second half of our program, we'll be speaking with Sister Marie Paul Curley about spiritual and devotional apps. But here now is Mary Rose. Thank you, Pedro. So uh, it's an exciting few weeks because yes. of the Christmas season, so lots of things happening. Now, in the Archdiocese of Regina, uh, they're asking you that if your stuff is suffocating your life, it's time for a prayerful evening retreat. Good. And they're offering you one on Friday, December 17th, a retreat on detachment at Holy Cross Parish. It begins with Mass at 7 p.m., followed by the talk and social time. Go to the Regina Archdiocesan website for more information. And concerts and more concerts. Yes. It's just the time. So experience the joy of the Christmas season with a Christmas concert in the Diocese of Saskatoon. On Wednesday, December 15th, the Christmas Cantata with Orchestra and Chorus presents the Mystery and the Majesty Christmas Concert at McClure United Church in Saskatoon, 7.30 p.m. It's also a fundraiser to provide accessible and nutritious food uh, for the people of Saskatoon's core neighborhood. So okay. there is a good cost behind it, too. Mm-hmm. For more info, check the Saskatoon Diocesan website. And now for all of you women in the Archdiocese of Winnipeg, the Archdiocese invites you, whether you're mothers, ministers, managers, chaplains, whatever your vocation, to pause a while with other women and enjoy some Sabbath time. Mm-hmm. It's from Monday, January 24th at 4 p.m. to Wednesday, January 26th at 3 p.m., a uh, time with other women in a prayerful retreat with leisure time, reflection, sharing meals, and sacred moments. $225, but it's all-inclusive, and um, nursing mothers are welcome. Yes. So go to stbens.ca for more info. And for young people who want to go to winter camp, there's Isis of St. Boniface has something for you. So I was confused about this at first, but I realized what it was after. So this winter camp in St. Malo, Manitoba, for youth ages 8 to 17, goes from January 14th till February 18th. But it's only on weekends, and it goes from Friday night till Mass at noon on the Sunday, and it involves indoor and outdoor activities. So if you're a winter person, this is great for you. And it's all guided by well-trained, faith-filled young Catholic adults. For more info or to register, go to catholicway.ca. And uh, I'm going to ask you something, Pedro. Do you, rem- do you remember <laughs> the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment is <laughs> honor your, what your kids father try to do. and mother. Very good. Uh, and for <laughs> wow. some of you who don't remember or don't know what this means or never thought about it, 
reflect on it with the Daughters of St. Paul in light of the classic film, Ordinary People. I've never seen it, but I'm sure it's good. That's tomorrow, Sunday, December 13th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Pauline Books and Media Center in Toronto. For more info, go to windows2thesoul.wordpress.com and check out the events section. Well, that's good because we're going to be speaking to Sister Marie Paul Curley in the second half of the show. So, uh, and yes. she's, she's behind. She that's her website. That. And, and uh, good. So Daughters of St. Paul in Toronto. Good. And for those of you who are uh, fans of Catholic Christian Outreach, the Rise Up National Conference, which takes place in the new, uh, near the end of the, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. year, will be in Montreal this year. Good. And that's from December 28th to January 1st with dynamic speakers, praise and worship, and other young people and an awesome New Year's Eve banquet and dance ending that whole week. Uh. All at the Hyatt Regency in Montreal. Cost is $2.95 for students, $3.45 for non-students, but it's worth going to. For more info, go to cco.ca forward slash rise up. You know, we're, we're all big fans of Rise Up here in CCO, so we always like to uh, pump up that event. Check it out if you're a young person, university age, and you can go to Montreal and uh, want something fun to do for New Year's Eve. That's the event to go, so uh, check it out, Rise Up of CCO. Thank you, Mary Rose, our diocesan event specialist. <laughs> um, she's going to be right back with uh, news from Edmonton, so don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Lila Kanya, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Salt and Light is also on Facebook, so check us out and become a fan. And you can also follow us on Twitter, so look us up. In a little bit, Lawrence will be back with our TV programming news. But first, Mary Rose is still here. Thank you, Pedro. So evangelization, which is something that we're all meant to be doing, mm -hmm. is one of the pastoral priorities for the Archdiocese of Edmonton particularly. And that means setting aside the proper space and time for young people to be formed as leaders, whether they become religious, consecrated, or married. Um, earlier, I spoke with Lorraine Turchansky, Director of Communications and Public Relations for the Archdiocese of Edmonton, about their evangelization plans for the new year. Okay, so Lorraine, tell me about the significance of the opening of two new buildings for the Archdiocese in the spring? Well, these are uh, St. Joseph Seminary and Newman Theological College. And the seminary is, uh, has operated in Edmonton since 1927. And its primary mission, of course, is to form priests to serve in dioceses. But uh, it's only one of two seminaries west of London, Ontario. And it's uh, uh, we've had to rebuild it because of a roadway that was being constructed, a uh, major thoroughfare being constructed right next to the to the existing facility. So what we have now, over the last two years, is built a beautiful new building, two new buildings, actually. They are state-of-the-art, environmentally friendly. They are beautiful, and they are situated uh, at the top of the banks of the North Saskatchewan River overlooking the downtown skyline. So they're now a landmark of our faith, and, and we're very proud of them. We'll be welcoming people to open houses at both of these uh, new buildings, January 29th and February 12th. And uh, we expect um, bishops from across Western Canada and, uh, and Archbishop Collins from Toronto, a few others, to be uh, joining us May 2nd for the official dedication and blessing of the seminary. Now, you're also uh, very eagerly working with your young people for a youth summit. Can you tell us about the preparations and sort of the atmosphere leading up to that? Right. We're, right now, we're in the process of planning for a, a youth evangelization summit in, uh, in May. What we're doing is conducting a number of listening sessions with various different groups of people who, who work with our youth. 
so there's priests and religious, there's parents, youth ministers, teachers, youth organizations, and, and, uh, and some students themselves. And we're asking them really important questions, uh, basically about how, what is the reality of living their faith and sharing it, and what are the challenges they face when they, when they try to live their Catholic faith. And what can we do to, to make it easier to pass along the faith to our young people? So we're conducting a series of those listening sessions right now with the idea that, that uh, they will come up with the questions and issues that should be addressed at our, at our summit with uh, representatives of all these people. We expect 50 or 60 people to be attending the summit. And the eventual goal is that they will help us come up with a pastoral plan for youth evangelization. And, uh, and this will recognize all the good things that are happening in our Catholic schools and our camps and parishes, but try to bring them together and connect them all to a common purpose and shared mission. That sounds great. Sounds like an exciting year for you, Lorraine. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you. That was Lorraine Turchansky, Director of Communications and Public Relations for the Archdiocese of Edmonton. To find out more about to find out more about the events Lorraine was talking about, go to caedm.ca. Thank you very much, Mary Rose, and a reminder to all of you listening, as we do every week. Let us know what's happening in your diocese if you want us to advertise your event. It's as easy as sending us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Hi, I'm Steve Angrisano, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159, XM 117. Our blog is saltandlighttv.org slash blog. My name is Pedro, and back with me now is Lawrence with our programming update. All right. Uh, Sunday, tomorrow, December 12th. We have a new Lexio Divina. Okay. That's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 Pacific. It also repeats on the following Wednesday, uh-huh. December 15th at 8 p.m. Um, so we'll, we'll have highlights for that next week. Mm-hmm. And so in this episode, we have Archbishop Thomas Collins of Toronto giving reflection on uh, the book of Revelation. Yeah, it's nice, actually. So if for people who are not in the Toronto area, or if you are in the Archdiocese of Toronto and you... You missed Lexio. Archbishop Collins does it once a month. Yeah, it Salt was and Light Television is there. It was it was um, yes. filmed last Sunday. Last Sunday, so it airs the uh, following a week Sunday. after. So you can watch it uh, on uh, at eight thirty p.m. tomorrow, Sunday, December twelfth, feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay, Tuesday, <laughs> December fourteenth, eight thirty p.m. Eastern, nine thirty Pacific. We have the documentary Madonna House: The People of T- the Towel and Water. Huh. And it's basically a documentary on the life of Madonna House. Yeah, so Madonna House, uh, uh, people in, in uh, I don't know if people outside of Canada would be familiar with the community of Madonna House founded by Catherine Doherty. There, yeah, there are s- there's some there all the way Madonna in Vancouver. House, oh, really? Yeah, so I knew of them in Victoria. And yeah, but I mean in, I in like outside of Canada. I don't know. I'm anyway, not sure. Madonna House is a community that was founded by Catherine Doherty, who's mm-hmm. whose cause for canonization is, is on in the works. And this is actually... Tuesday, December 14th was the day that she had died. So Okay, it's kind so of on Tuesday, December 14th at 8.30 p.m., a documentary on, on the community of Madonna House. All right, and Friday, December 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific, we have the first part of the movie Hans Christian Andersen. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a movie, it's completely fabricated biography of, of the famous Danish um, fairy tale writer Hans Christian Andersen, but it's entertaining. It's good, I've seen it. 
Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's it is entertaining. It's very good. It, it's they weave in kind of some of his fairy tales yeah. into the biography story. It's yeah. it's very well done. Yeah, actually. it's a classic. Yeah, it is. And so uh, that's part one. Friday, December seventeenth, eight p.m. Eastern, nine Pacific. Part two is going to be the following Tuesday. We'll bring those highlights next time. Nice. So that's good to get us into the Christmas spirit, kind of. Yeah. All right. Right after um, part one of Hans and Anderson is Word for Word, mm. brand new episode. Uh, Friday, December 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific. And that's with our own producer, Jillian, Jillian Cantor. Cantor. Yeah, Word for Word is our book our book show. Yeah. And then yep. Saturday, December 18th, we have Nothing More Beautiful, brand new episode, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific. We'll repeat that on Wednesday, December 22nd, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we have um, catechist, uh, Most Reverend Douglas Crosby, who was just installed. For the, the Bishop of Hamilton. That's right. And witness Agnes Bedard. Who's who's very well known. I know at least in Edmonton uh, in the Catholic Women's League. Yeah. She's got a good witness. Um, so, yeah. So, Nothing More Beautiful is uh, a series that we film in Edmonton. Right. So, again, if you're in the Edmonton area, you I'm sure you've heard of Nothing More Beautiful. Maybe right. you missed it. Uh, it. It was last Thursday at the Basilica. And it's yeah. going to air on Salt and Light Television next Saturday. At 8 p.m. December 18th. 8 p.m. Eastern, yes. 9 Pacific. Great. Thank you very much, Lawrence. Thank uh, you. Lawrence Fluco, our uh, programming expert, Salt and Light television programming expert. Now, remember, if you're outside of our TV broadcasting area, don't panic. You can watch all our programs streaming live at saltandlighttv.org. And coming up in our second half uh, of the program is our featured artist of the week, Father Robert Gallia. And... Uh, We're going to be talking about devotional apps with Sister Marie Paul Curley, so don't go anywhere. Are you someone who is glued to your mobile device? Do you use a Blackberry, iPhone, iPad, iTouch? Do you know that there are a ton of wonderful electronic tools that can help you in your spiritual journey? And to tell us about some of them, here is Sister Marie Paul Curley of the Daughters of St. Paul. Sister Marie Paul, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you, Pedro. It's good to be here. Yes. Now, before we start, maybe uh, people might not be familiar with the Daughters of St. Paul. Can you tell us a little bit about your mission or your charism? Oh, sure. Uh, Yes. Um, We were founded in 1915 by Blessed James Alberione Mm -hmm. in Italy to uh, evangelize culture using the media. Of course, back then we started with um, the very basics. I think we did um, bulletins and newspapers and then gradually developed our own printing presses and and books. And one of our early um, efforts was getting a Bible in every home. And um, that uh, took a lot of energy from our sisters and I uh, back in those early days. Um, This was, of course, before you had a bookstore in every corner. And Hmm. um, and so it's it's been um, marvelous, though, to see the development of the media and the development also of our mission in light of the trying to stay current. But I guess evangelize the culture through using media that hasn't changed now just a question so the daughters of St. Paul are you is it so Pauline publishers or St. Paul or like the Paulist fathers Paulist publications is that all part of the same uh, 
congregation? I think you've mixed a few of us together. Okay, so, so I have. <laughs> the, our community of the sisters is called the Daughters of St. Paul. Yes. And then our publishing arm, our, our missionary arm, I guess you could say, is called Pauline Books and Media. Okay. Um, like the Pauline Letters. Um, and then uh, Paulist is a wonderful community of priests who um, also, uh, their focus is evangelization, and they do a lot of evangelization with the media because, of course, that's what we need to do in okay. the church today. Okay, okay, but yeah. you're not, it's not the same congregation. No, no. Okay, so evangelize, I guess, evangelize culture using media, yes. then it makes sense that you would have moved from newsletters to books to movies to yeah. apps? Yes. And we're, we're really excited about developing um, apps um, because, to be honest, it gives you so many possibilities uh, to reach so many people, uh-huh. especially because, you know, for, uh, for a book, you know, one of the main we- ways that we've always distributed our materials is through our Pauline Books and Media Centers, uh-huh. and we have one right here in Toronto. But we, it's always been a bit of a challenge to reach out and to reach beyond, and the Internet has just made that uh, so much easier in a way when people are really looking for good Catholic materials to nurture their faith right. life. It's a lot easier to find those materials now. Um, and apps are kind of the latest, I guess, evolution of that. Um, our founder had an interesting um, approach to the media. He used to say, uh, you know, that how powerful the print media was. Mm-hmm. And then as uh, as radio developed and became more popular and, t- and television and, and film, of course, I said that out of order. Um, yes. But as these different media developed, he, he used to say that the more senses that are engaged, you know, if it's sight, it's where, where that, that media is powerful. But if it's sight and sound, right. uh, or if it's print and picture, he said that has a power to reach the person's heart more Interesting. easily. Interesting, yeah. And so he really encouraged us. I mean, he himself got into making films uh, quite early um, in the 19, late 1930s, and, uh, and it was one of his dreams that we could really develop that. So apps just seems to be a natural flow um, because they do lead to, I mean, there's print, there's music, at least in our applications. Yes. There's print, there's music, there's visuals. Um, yeah, there's it's in- interactive. Yeah. And, right. Um, one yeah. of the special features of most of the apps that the sisters are developing is that for many of them, they have to do, so far, we've had, a lot of them have had to do with prayer, um, especially our, our newest one, Healing Psalms and Prayers. Right. And that app allows you, once you've actually prayed the prayer, there's a little envelope in the corner and you can click on it and you can email to some yeah, person yeah, for I whom saw you prayed that. the prayer. Neat. Okay, you know, sister, just a note for anyone that might be joining at this time so that they know what they're listening to. It's Salt and Light Radio. My name is Pedro. I'm speaking with Sister Marie Paul Curley of the Daughters of St. Paul. We're talking about Catholic apps. So healing songs and prayers, this is the latest uh, application that the daughters have developed. Yeah. Tell us more about it. Oh, it's wonderful. I was actually praying with it during my Hour of Adoration the other day. You, really? You don't tend to think of bringing an iPhone into a chapel, but it actually can be a very powerful way of praying. Um, there's, there's psalms that are written out that you can read on the screen. Uh-huh. Um, there's also uh, prayers that are based or inspired by the psalms that are there as well. There's also music. Um, there's recorded psalms that you can listen to if, you, you know, if your Just eyes are tired listen, or if yeah. you want to pray just by listening or repeating aloud um, what the psalm is. 
Um, and then there's also that lovely feature that you can email it as well. Yeah. Um, and there's psalms for, for the morning and the evening, and which is kind of a natural rhythm of prayer of the church anyway. Okay. Um, so it, it becomes a, a beautiful prayer tool. And it's got a neat little images that, that it actually looks like morning or looks like evening, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's very there's, cool. There's some beautiful sunsets. It's... Um, I should scroll through the pictures while we're talking, but they, they are very uh, peaceful but also inspiring images. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a fair question because I don't know how much you know about the development of this actual app, but how much, it sounds like a lot of work goes into this to record voices or, you know, reading psalms. Is that something that the sisters did all themselves? Oh, well, actually, we collaborated. A, a company helped us to do some of the, I think you call it the coding uh -huh. of the program itself. Yeah. But yes, actually, one of the sisters of my own community here in Toronto, uh, Sister Irene, uh -huh. uh, helped to give input uh, to develop the app. One of the other sisters um, brought in an, um, an audio, uh, a gentleman who could record the audio right. uh, because he has a beautiful reading voice and okay. we wanted something you know, really outstanding, a really beautiful quality to pray the Psalms aloud. Yes. And, and it's, uh, material is actually drawn from several books that we've published as well as original material. So it does take a lot more to put it together than, um, than something like a little pamphlet because you're, you're using all these different elements and pulling them together. But yeah. then again, you hope that uh, in that way that, that the person who's praying with this, with this application can really be touched and really you know, it can become an encounter with God. Yeah. You know, that's what we want to do is create that space on that iPhone or the iPod Touch. We want to create that space where the person can encounter God. No, and that's, you know what, and that's, I mean, people are commuting, people are, so it's, it's I think it's great, uh, a great tool, um, and, and I love what you said about engaging all the senses. So if people want t access to this, uh, um, to this app, is it available through the Daughters of St. Paul or... How do you download it? Is it free? How does that work? Oh, that's really, those are really good questions. Right now, uh, the app is developed specifically with iTunes okay. uh, or for iTunes. So you would need to either, you can actually get the link from our website, which I'm going to read off. It's www.pawline.org. Okay. And you just click on, there's a little button that says apps and MP3s, and you can choose which one you want to look at. Um, and then it gives you a link right to the app store that you can buy it from. And it's, it, this one is currently $1.99 U.S., okay. so whatever that translates to Canadian. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and then you can also find more material on our, some of the other apps, okay, like the, the Rosary Miracle Prayer and Saint Today. We have a little bit more time. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other apps that, you've, that you either have available at, through, through the Daughters or other apps that you've found that might be neat to oh, share? Yeah, um, I'd love to. The Rosary Miracle Prayer is a beautiful app that lets you actually pick pictures that you're going to look at while you're praying the rosary. Oh, and nice. also reflections, additional reflections. If you want to, you know, pray a scripture passage with every Hail Mary, or if you just want a little more material besides the little audio reflection that's offered, the sisters actually pray that rosary aloud. So it's, it's a beautiful way of feeling like you're being literally joined in prayer with the sisters, which you are, because I know every sister who recorded that rosary huh is constantly praying for the people who are praying that rosary with them, oh, um, nice. however they're doing it electronically. So that's a, that's a beautiful application. Yeah. There's also some great applications for, for the Mass, you know, for following yes. the readings yes. and for praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, iMissal has some lovely, um, has all the, all the Missal readings for mm -hmm. you when you go to Mass. I think it's Sundays and weekdays as well. Yeah. And 
let me think what's there's a that one's re- very inexpensive but there's also a, a more expensive one that's really really complete it's got the liturgy of the hours of all the hours and all the mass readings and that's called universalis and that's a great we don't produce that but it's a great app also to have um although it's I mean, it's equivalent to buying, like, four beautifully bound books. So (laughs) the price is a little bit higher. Okay. Um, Well, that's useful. I think uh, some people like having it all in one place. Yeah. Scripture readings, Liturgy of the Hours. Um, I know a lot of people who do the daily office on their iPhone. So that's great. Sister, this is very interesting. In fact, I was going to mention just in closing that there is a new new application uh, for the new English translation of the Mass. Um, so that's something else that's out there, and maybe that's something that we can talk about in another program. Anyway, Sister Marie Paul Curley of the Daughters of St. Paul, thank you very much. Um, again, the website that Sister mentioned is uh, www.pauline.org, so P-A-U-L-I-N-E dot O-R-G. And Sister Marie Paul also has a blog, so you can check her out at windowstothesoul.wordpress.org. Um, thank you, Sister Marie Paul, for uh, speaking with us today. Thank you for having me, Pedro. It's always a joy. Yes. And <laughs> God bless. Here now is our featured Artist of the Week, Robert Galea, from his new album, Reach Out, the song Fragile Heart. Too long, I thought I could go along. Scattered dreams, all my hopes trampled on the floor. Too many times before, I'm hoping now you would write your name upon my paper heart. Words of love. To when it feels we're worlds apart Turn my life around Give me a brand new start Set my feet on solid ground You wrote your name on my fragile
Turned my life around Gave me a brand new start Set my feet on solid ground That was our featured artist of the week, Father Robert Gallia, with Fragile Heart. If you were listening to Salt and Light Radio in May 2009, you would have heard a special concert that we aired featuring a young Maltese seminarian who was studying in Australia. At the time, Robert Gallia was best known for his participation during World Youth Day 2008. Well, Robert Gallia is now Father Robert Gallia. He was ordained to the priesthood last May, and he has a new album, Reach Out. He was in Malta last week, where we reached him on the phone. Father Robert, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you very much. So, um, d- I guess I should start by congratulating you. We haven't spoken since your, your ordination. So, you've recently, I guess it's not that recent anymore, but you've recently been ordained to the priesthood. Yes, I am still getting used to it, and it's it's been a great few weeks, but... Um, yeah, I, I always say that the best is yet to come as I begin my ministry right. um, in Australia. So you're in a parish in Australia? Yes, so I'm, I'm working in a parish um, called Shepparton, which is um, about two hours away from Melbourne. Okay. Um, as a, as a, a curate at the moment. Okay, what does that mean? Sorry, is that like an associate <laughs> curate pastor? curate is a, a vice parish priest, a okay. vice pastor. Yeah, here in Canada, um, we call them associate pastors, yeah. Associate pastor, that's it. Okay, that, well that's okay, you don't want to be a full pastor yet. Make sure somebody, <laughs> Not yet, no, somebody else makes the all, the b- all the big decisions and you just do all the fun stuff. Exactly, exactly, without um, the responsibility. Right, now, uh, <laughs> but you're in Australia, but you're Maltese, so how does that work? Were you ordained yeah, for um, the... You're I started my seminary formation when I was in um, in Malta. I did my first four years in Malta. Then I went to work in Australia to gain some experience. And I just fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the people. Um, and I just knew somehow that this was my place. Um, I work in a diocese which, is, which has um, about 45 parishes and 20 active priests. So um, even in my parish, we look after three mass centers. So oh, really? It's quite busy, yeah. It's been, it keeps us quite busy. So, is uh, 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 here in Canada that those that that diocese would be probably a mission diocese? Are they called mission diocese in that they don't have you don't have enough priests uh, or enough wealth? No, I think I think it would hurt a lot of people's pride to say that, but in in actual uh. fact, yes, it is a mission diocese. Yeah. Um, vocations are, are lacking very much. Okay, so you're you're kept busy now. How does how does your music fit into your new ministry as a priest? Yeah. Um, I think the role of a priest um, is to to proclaim the gospel, to te- to tell the gospel to the to the people of God, and um, I one of my main roles is to speak to the hearts of the people and to speak the um, to proclaim the gospel in a way that people can understand. And I don't see any better means than than using music to to proclaim the gospel because music is the language of the heart. It transcends the mind, goes beyond the mind, and goes straight into the heart. Do you find and, that? Um, Sorry. I use music um, to emphasize what I'm already 
saying and doing through my ministry. I always say I'm first a Christian, then I am a priest, and then only then right. am I a musician. Right. Do you, do you find that because you're young and because you're a musician, you end up doing a lot of stuff for youth? I do, yes. Um, I'm, I tend to work a lot in schools and in, in a high-security um, prison, juvenile prison oh, really? in Australia. Really? And I use music in, in that way. For example, I'd go into a, a prison um, group and I'd start speaking and people wouldn't pay attention. Then, oh, oh, hold on a second. Let's see if we can stop. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, th- then I'd go to... Um, and they wouldn't pay attention. And then I'd go to um, another... I'd pick up the guitar, just start singing, and all of a sudden they're all ready to pay attention. Right. Right. Just amazing because it's it's a language that they can understand. And so so absolute so even if so you're talking about the prison or the school or both. Yeah, I think it's both. Sometimes I wonder which is worse, the prison or the school. Right. Right. <laughs> so you find it's that w- um, it, it doesn't it just works. Um, sometimes people are, uh, within a prison there is some sense of of discipline within a school somehow people are rebellious and continue to be rebellious right but it's um i i love working in schools i love the rebellious teens at the back of the class for example because they're the first to listen once the music is played right right now just a note for anyone joining the program at this time you're listening to Salt and Light Radio I'm Pedro Guevara man we're speaking to a featured artist of this week father robert galea um you you're just telling us about uh you know that that kid in the back row and and I think that you you probably like those kids because you can relate to them in a way, right? Yes, I can. I can. I spent a lot of years um, sort of in in rebellion at a time where I didn't want to listen to the gospel. I didn't want to listen, didn't want to have anything to do with church Church or 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 with God for that matter. And um, it wasn't until this this man um, in the middle of a prayer meeting started to talk about God in a way I had never understood. It was just... um, and from that moment, I decided to turn my life around. He right. spoke about God as as a friend, and this is the the heart of my message. This is the heart of of the gospel, actually. That we we don't need to be afraid of God. God is not there to take things away from us, but to bless us, to to help us enjoy life and live life to the full. Right, and you'd say, so so you you'd say that even through your music, that's the main message. Yes, I think, especially um, my latest album, which I've just released speaks about that it's called reach out and it's, yep. it's about um, reaching out to god who's already reaching out to us that god is not as far away as we think you know i've spent so much time with suffering teenagers and so often they end, in, end up in a place of desperation because they don't think they don't have anyone to reach out to they don't even in such an individualistic nation as australia they have no one to 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 cry out to when they're in need mm-hmm. and so from the age of 13 to 35 there's a there's a, there's a sort of a an increase in the rate of suicide, for example, because there's a, they f- they are trying to reach out to something, but uh, nothing seems to to be working for them. Right. So this right. album is about sort of reach. Uh, the main song says, "Reach out to the hand that is longing to save you, that's already reached out towards you." Right. Yeah, that's a that's a great image that the God that loves us so much, He's already there. We just need to uh, accept it. Um, were you always? Uh, I guess you were always involved in music even though you were going through a period of rebellion, as you, but you were always involved in music growing up? No, I, I picked up the guitar and started playing music when I was about 17 oh, years really? old. Oh, really? I, I didn't play music before. I'm a self-taught musician in a sense. Um, yeah. But um, 
music always I always loved listening to music let's put it that way and I was okay. always the first to learn the lyrics of a song before all of my friends right right um, so yeah somehow music uh, calmed me down and um, there were times I used to be so angry I used to slam the door of my room and put on my Metallica CD full blast and just right. spend hours just listening and yeah, allowing myself to get lost in the music, sometimes in the wrong kind of music. But yeah, so you were already you were already back w in the faith when you picked up the guitar. Yes, I was. I was. It was I had just started sort of my conversion, um, and walking with God, and I picked up the guitar and I started to to copy. Basically, I started to copy musicians I used to see on on MTV and other television music television stations. Right. And um, and then before I knew it, I started to listened to Christian music and I started playing that and uh -huh. eventually started praying and um, playing my music in church Your and in stuff. prayer meeting. Yeah, nice. Now, um, do you see a connection then be between the, the music and your your conversion? Um, I do, yes, because somehow people can express um, sometimes prayer, we need to open our hearts to God, and sometimes yeah. we we don't know what to say, we don't know what to do, and I believe that music helped me in that. It helped me say things that that words couldn't say. It helped me um, cry when I couldn't cry. It helped me um, sort of try try and reach out to God when I couldn't reach out. Right, 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 right. Um, and 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 uh, this is reach out is your fourth album. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. It is if it's you include the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Yes, thing. yes. Which, by the way, it's I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I actually managed to tell you or got to tell you, but I, I did. I love it. It's very good. It's very well done. Yeah, so here's a plug for Robert Galea's Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, actually, a plug for all his music. Uh, he's got four albums. Uh, the latest one, Reach Out. If you were in Malta the uh, last week, you, you, you would have had the chance to go to uh, one of his concerts. Uh, and if you're in Australia, certainly uh, look him up. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can have you back in Canada one day soon, Rob. Yes, I hope to com be coming later this year. Um, oh, later in um, 2011, that is. Oh, excellent, excellent. And and maybe hopes for Madrid? Yes. World Youth Day? I'll be there in Madrid too, on a, on a hopefully a small stage, because last time I think I was a bit overwhelmed a by a the big stage. A little too big. Anyway, Robert, Father Robert, um, nice to chat with you. That's all the time we have, but it's been great to connect with you and to uh, to allow our listeners to learn a little bit more from you. And uh, we're going to actually, we're going to play Reach Out so that people can get to hear that one song, the title track of the new album. So thank you very much. Thanks and God bless. That was Father Robert Gallia. I spoke to him last week while he was in Malta for a new album release concert. You can find out more about him and his music at his website, thatsworship.com. Here now is Father Robert Gallia from his new album, Reach Out, with the song, Stronger. I know what goes up must come down, but your love defies gravity. I know... What goes around comes around, but your grace lifts me to higher ground. To higher ground, yeah. They say, where there's a will, there is a way, and you say you Stronger when I fall down, you make me taller to 
doubt about it My hope is in the God, in my God God makes me stronger We're listening to Father Robert Gallia with his song, Stronger. And that's the end of our program this week. If you missed any part of this broadcast or want to listen to any Salt and Light radio program or check out the links to our artists or guests, just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And remember, Salt and Light is also on Facebook and on Twitter, so look us up. We also have a great blog at saltandlighttv.org slash blog. And if you're looking for good Christmas presents, check out our online store. Go to saltandlighttv.org. And don't forget, if you have any suggestions for featured interviews or artists, write to us, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this has been Salt and Light Radio. We elevate my mind state, concentrate the light waves. Holy Spirit guide me, make the earth vibrate. Fighting for the willing power gets strong. Feelings change into sound through the song. You are all I need. I will always succeed the chess piece. For God to enable his deeds, I pray for the strength to increase each day. Disintegrate the obstacles and show me the way. You pick me up every time I fall down. Lift me up so I can stand.